some of the conversations or examples or experiences I find myself sharing with friends, um, family, and sometimes even strangers. Trust me, even family. I know I said family because you're exp- your families are supposed to know everything, right? Now, unfortunately, I did not grow up in such a family where we are... Um, we know everything about ourselves now we're catching up we're catching up because obviously we were separated for some times for some years and now that we are all um getting back together we, we're catching up on one another's life for real though i had no idea how strange this will be until i'm sat here now um leaning towards my microphone and trying to record this introduction <laughs> for my podcast my name is Esther and this is Not For My Village People podcast. Are you in therapy? When is your book coming out, Esther? Those are some questions or response to some of the conversations or examples or experiences I find myself sharing with friends um family and sometimes even strangers trust me even family i know i said family because you're exp- your families are supposed to know everything right now unfortunately i did not grow up in such a family where we are um we know everything about ourselves now we're catching up we're catching up because obviously we were separated for some times for some years and now that we are all um getting back together we we're catching up on one another's life um and yeah yeah it's interesting sometimes because I still get some of my sisters or brother um I still get them saying things like oh my god that happened when did that happen I didn't know about that um yeah so every now and again when I'm having conversations with friends recently I still got that response um I was telling a friend about a situation that I will still come to talk about in another episode and our response was Esther, when is your book coming out? <laughs> it made me laugh. It made me it made me laugh. You know, the Esther A, a lot of people tend to call me Esther A now. Um, but Esther A, I, I was not always Esther A. Esther A was given birth to um from some of my pains, my struggles. Um, for example, especially in career. Um, when I identified and I realized, oh my goodness, all the sufferness, all the suffered. Remember, for those of you that have listened to episode 10 by now, I, I talked a little, I touched up slightly. I just, you know, I just rubbed the head of some of my um, employment experiences um and on as per where I'm coming from and where I current where I'm where I am currently. I rubbed it on a little bit and I talked about it a little bit in um, episode um, 10. But when I identified that, oh my God, it's not, it's actually not a lot to transition into something better, something more and let your why, the reason why you want it better, let it be the drive. Let it be what you, what motivates you to want to acquire the knowledge and the skills you need for the new career. So when I identified that and found myself in a, um, in an amazing career, after putting in sleepless nights, <laughs> a lot of reading, a lot of studying, uh, but just putting a lot of efforts that I would uh, that I was already putting into all the types of jobs I did not like. Now the thing about good life and and not so good life is that everything requires effort. Did you know that? Poverty requires effort. Riches requires effort. 
knowing effort, not knowing effort. So yeah, I don't know if you, if you know that, but again, Esther was not from just jolly and jolly vanting. I, I I talk a lot. I love to talk. That's what I'm doing now, anyways. Um, but it was never that. It was given birth to as a result of my pains and my struggles that I believe. I can I can put out there for people to learn from. Every now and again, when people talk to me, when I meet people anywhere, the coach the the coach skills in me, the teacher skills in me, just automatically activates itself. Not because I'm trying to brag or trying to be like, oh, I too know, or kind of a thing. It's just a natural thing. Someone telling me about some struggles they're going through in their career, and I'm starting to ask to understand what you know workplace challenges and what you know trying to analyze it for them in order for me to create a solution pathway for them that's just me and when i discovered you know what it's a gift and i'm actually good at it why not you know get paid while doing it and there i am anyways and that's just um, an intro today we're going to be talking about can broken people heal other people <laughs> yes 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 now that um, that's not me answering that question. But what do you think, guys? Do you think broken people can heal other people? Hmm. Anyways, I know I'm the one on I'm the only one. I'm probably the only one on that table. Um, you know, living life like there is nothing wrong with me. Is that or, or living life like there is a lot wrong with me? But are you looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking there is nothing wrong with you? But you know what? You're you're perfect. you're perfect. Sisters, misters, you you know what? Everything is right with you. Is that you? Is that how you're living your life? Well, anyway, sometimes that can be me too. Uh, when we tend to forget some of the places where we're coming from and the, the, the damage of trauma. The damage of trauma to our experiences, to our thoughts, to our reaction towards things and to how we move through life. But thank God for personal development. Thank God for the things that have fueled my personal development world too. To those that know me or have taken any kind of coaching programs with me, either career or personal development. So I'm not just a career coach. I'm also a personal development coach. Um, some people would say transformational coach, but I like to say personal development because um, it's a development that is personal to you. And I I pride myself in the ability to tailor my programs to the need of my customers. Actually, just today, um, I had um, someone call me on behalf of their, their child, actually. Um, the child has been going through, you know, a young adult. And um, this child has been going through workplace challenges, happened to finish college earlier, early on, and serious enough to actually secure a role, did some things right, and was sort of promoted to working on their own. And now they're feeling a bit overwhelmed, which is starting to affect their mental health and not wanting to get out of bed anymore. So now, now that is something not everybody go through. I don't just coach 20 something year olds or individuals that have just gotten out of uni or colleges i i coach adults as well actually one of my current active clients um the, one of my oldest active client right now i have an you know um for those that i'm currently coaching i mean not even alumni but those that i'm currently coaching um i think the eldest is about 53 years old and he's looking to become a software tester so again, um, it's not about the age. It's a, it's a matter of you believing in yourself and what you believe you can 
achieve in life from life but today we want to talk about can broken do you think broken people can heal you've had a little of my story so far am i broken <laughs> no what what do you think be honest sisters misters do you think esther a is broken or maybe i was broken and now i'm healing myself actually i will say the latter i was broken i'm not completely healed Life is still treating, life is still revealing itself to me, trust me. Just a couple years ago, a few months ago now, life humbled me like to a halt. Like I thought I'd been, th been through it all before. I thought I'd, you know, paid my dues. And, you know, especially if you found yourself in a foreign country at the age of 13 and having to be thrown in um, airport jail. Yes, at 13, I was thrown in jail for three days. Um, I, I'm sure they don't call it jail because it was at the airport. It wasn't like a proper prison, but it was a jail to me because the toilet they wanted me to use was in that room. They passed my food to me through the door. They never opened the door. It was passed through the door. And from the movies I'd watched up until then, until now, I know that's how you treat people that you throw into jail, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I was in jail for three days at 13. Now, again, all of everything I have said at one point or the other, at this point now, um, with this podcast, this revelation podcast of mine, um, what do you think? Do you think I'm broken? Hmm. Okay, maybe I would accept that, but whatever you're thinking, you have the opportunity to think whatever you're thinking. Answer that question however you want to answer it, because I know you know what? Some of you see me 360 <laughs> degree. Some of you only have the opportunity to see 180 degree of me. Some of you don't even know me yet. You're listening to this. You've clicked on this because of the title of the podcast, not for my village people. And you're thinking, who in God's name will name a podcast not for my village people? It's a confused girl that doesn't really know what to name the podcast, but she believes she's got a lot to say. Yeah, that's me. But then can broken people heal other people? I think so. I'm a, I'm a good example of that. A lot of people out there are a good example of it. Oprah Winfrey, an example of it. Or Oprah Winfrey. My sister was correcting me the other day that it's not Oprah Winfrey. It's Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> um, for Larisha Alakija. Um a lot of people actually, not to name names now, because who am I to say people are broken? I don't even know their story like that. I only know what they've given us the opportunity to know, isn't it? Just like me. How would you know if I'm filtering some of the things I'm talking about? Yeah, there was one of the episodes on this podcast that I actually recorded three times because I felt like, oh my God, that's too much too soon. I'm going to scare people away from this or people are going to see me the next time they see me and you will see them doing... Oh, Esther, poor you. Or they give me extra hugs, longer hugs. And people will, because of the things I said, go and Google me, check me out on Instagram. Please do that. Even if you don't think what I'm saying is interesting. But just because I've said it now, because you've listened and you've come across this podcast, someone has sent it to you to just hear from this girl. Go and Google me on Instagram. It's esther.a underscore coaching. Yes, check me out and see the, the 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 face behind the voice. That's the luxury podcasting has given me now. Because I don't have to, I don't have to make up myself and prepare over prepare the outfits I'm going to wear to record a video. 
Now I can do it in my pajamas and still pass the message I want to pass across to you guys. So today, can broken people heal other people? Yes, there are a lot of broken people out there that are now using their brokenness to heal other people. I want to believe I'm one of them. And the goal is to transform life while at it. A lot is wrong with me. And I'm constantly learning and unlearning things. Whatever you think about me now so far, 10 episodes out there. You probably have an opinion about me already now. You think you think you're what you what what you what you think I'm like, or what my personality is like, or what I've told you I'm like, isn't it? And things will change based on seasons you're in. Yes, I was in the season in 2021. A season that you would not you would never have expected anybody to try and go and heal other people in. That season, I needed to be healed myself. I needed arms to cry on. I needed extra hugs. I needed people to wipe my tears because I had a lot of them. I had a lot of what waterworks in 2021. Around about this time, actually, in 2021. Don't worry, I'll come to talk about it, but I'm not ready yet. Now, during that period of my life, I was coaching. Yes. And none of my clients... Most of my clients did not know what I was going through at the time, but I found my peace. I found smiles. I found joy. I found the invisible joy hugs in sitting behind my computer and coaching other people, helping them secure roles, helping them build confidence, helping them believe bigger in themselves. And right after I finished that coaching, I crawl back into my bed and I cover myself up. I literally, a couple days back now, I literally went to my phone and scroll back to this time, 2021. And friends that knew and family that knew what I was going through, you could see the amount of motivational messages, videos, posts, memes, codes that they sent to me during that period but also during that period i found a lot of testimonies sent to me by the customers i was coaching while i was seriously broken seriously broken now some of you that know me if you know me and you're listening to my podcast just because you know i love the sound of my own voice and you're like she's gonna say something anyways whatever you like you say i'm still going to talk some of you may think i'm strong but i'm also very very weak in some areas where others are strong some of you i look at you and i'm like i wish i had the strength it's like coaching as a career coach, I now I, I want to have my own PhD at some point in my life, and I still will. Actually, when I went back to school this year and I was telling my mom about it, and she knows it wasn't a PhD, I said, I told her what I was doing, and she she knows it's not a PhD. She said, Oh, but I thought you said you wanted to you wanted to do your PhD. And I'm thinking, Mama, please, I can't do a PhD. I've got four months old. That was at the time when I started. I've got a new baby. I can't do a PhD. I had to actually take permission. Th- th- this joy of marriage. I had to take permission from my husband. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, because obviously I would need time to study. 
and I attempted to go to the library on Sundays while he, he sat at home with our kids and he was with them because he works as well. We both work. So it's not like um, one person is working and while another person is taking care of the kids. But now I am asking for extra time to go and study, which is one of the reasons why I needed to discuss it with him as well. I went there to the library and I spent a couple hours, hours that I should have been spending in the house with my family, enjoying a wonderful Sunday. I spent it in the library. I tried that twice. Now I've not been back since that two Sundays because I missed my baby too much. And I think I missed the others as well my other housemates but anyways whatever the case may be now I've been trying sometimes I have coffee at all times so I can stay up when they are in bed for me to study and catch up on assignments and things like that I finished one of my modules yesterday last night actually um you know reading um while they were asleep I drank some coffee I had a bit of headache and I couldn't even study but then because my coffee now kept me awake till 2 a.m I got out of bed eventually and I started to study and I studied till about 6 a.m in the morning yeah those are some weird things about me but anyway we're talking about broken people I don't want any one explanation but here is another reminder just maybe you're currently going through the downs of life while you're down, it doesn't really mean you can't heal people. Do not let that affect your identified skills, especially if you've identified that you have the skills to heal people and you're already doing it. Now, it's good for you to take time to heal yourself. Don't drive yourself. Don't overwork yourself into depression. But some of us, and you know, this is passion for me. This is something that makes me happy, which my husband understood as well. He understands, he still understands um, that it makes me happy. So during that period of my life, when I was going through my own hell, but was working um, towards helping other people out of their own hell, financial hell, career hell, um, personal development hell, confidence hell. Uh, yes, I was doing it and I was not just doing it. I was getting results as well back-to-back -back results success stories made now I don't do this for just the success stories but to see other people glow in what I know is possible for them now I know trust me because I've been there life will humble you sisters misters during downtime it's hard to see feel or identify your strengths even if you used to know you have those strengths, even if you had already identified the strength before the downtime happened to you. Yes. It can be hard for you to believe in yourself or believe in your skills. But sometimes you have the grace to actually know that you can still deliver. I guess those are the grace I went through then or I had at the time. Trust me, it wasn't that I functioned 24-7 like I will normally function there were some sessions there were some um, appointments there were some things on my calendar I had to cancel that I couldn't hold maybe you know um, a, a session was supposed to start at three and I'd been crying from from 12 noon and it's 12, 2 30 now my eyes are swollen and puffy and I didn't just want to show my face um, um, you know um, on, on Zoom like that with that customer, unfortunately, I ended up cancelling back in 2021 when I was going through hell on earth. Now, the truth is that downtime has some powerful touch. It does. And those powerful touch can help make your identified strength 
purpose, zeal, reason why you believe you live in, you can make it disappear. You might not want to do anything anymore, but sometimes those powerful thoughts can also go your own way and be positive. So today, like I always try to remind you, this podcast is not, you're not going to hear something new. You will just be reminded of some of the things you've heard in the past or me now saying it from a different perspective. Here is your reminder. You can still feel and pass on knowledge despite your current situation. You can still heal. Broken people can heal, sisters, misters. Have you ever heard of channeling your pain? Use your pain to your advantage. If you have the strength to, if you have the support system around you, because trust me, at that time, that year, that period, that season in my life, as soon as I finish doing what I love doing, where I get the opportunity to smile and that word, fake it till you make it, while I am actually passing actual knowledge and healing across to other people, as soon as I close it, I had shoulders. I had hands to lean on and I had people passing me tissue to wipe away my tears as well. So it's good. You can get the strength to channel your pain. But if you're not there yet, it's okay too. It's okay not to be okay. If you can't use it to your advantage, don't use it. Focus on yourself. Love up on yourself. Love up on yourself. I said earlier about how some people think I am strong and this is a type of way they see me. Now, I don't even know what the definition or meaning of strong is. But in this world, in this life, living as a broken person, working towards healing, complete healing, I am still healing. I'm not completely healed. I will be honest with that. But that has not stopped me from helping other people. So I'm constantly learning and unlearning i'm constantly feeling my personal development well because i am also constantly using the information i have deposited in my personal development well if you have the strength to do it if you have the ability if you have the grace to do it go ahead and help someone answer some of their confusions because some of the things you're going through at a given time especially during the downtime or down seasons of your life could help someone pull them out of their own well of troubles of pain as well but don't let that be the utmost thing that you want to do because you're human too you're a person love upon yourself sisters misters take the time that you need if you need it take it if you can't give don't give you don't have to give remember it's okay not to be okay so to answer the question Yes, broken people can heal other people. But it depends on how they approach the situation and the type of healing that is needed. It is common for people who have experienced trauma, like I have experienced on different subjects and aspects of my life. Oh, goodness, God loves me so much. You know what? They say empty barren, um, empty, um, what's it called? Uh, the thief will a, a thief will not go and steal an empty house will not go and rob an empty house is that what they say yeah that's it uh, you know thieves will not go and rob an empty house they will go to a house where they believe they can find something to steal okay now i, I don't want any thief coming back into my life or my house 
not 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 that it was that was what happened this is just a metaphor i'm just using as an example okay so broken people can heal but it's common for people who have experienced trauma pain or difficulties in their lives to be empathetic and compassionate towards others yeah i think that's me that is me because of all the things i've gone through all the things i know i got actually you know what <laughs> there was a period during the lockdown we were home. My husband was actually upstairs. And um, I had a knock at the door. I went to the door and it was, um, it was an, I think, an Asian man, uh, you know, fully bearded up. And he, he looked very Asian. He knocked at the door and he said, he was looking, he, he pointed to my neighbor's door and he asked if I knew where they were. But I, I think they had, um, my neighbors at the time had um, a family member at the hospital. It was COVID season. So, you know, I, I think that was what the situation was at the time. So I said, oh, no, they're not in right now. Um, that did he want to leave a message for them? Um, and he said, no, that is actually an asylum seeker. <laughs> what does that? Da -da -da? I think that rings a bell, right? It does ring a bell to the story of my life, isn't it? He said he was an asylum seeker. He was a refugee, um, um, a refugee, actually, that was his, uh, the word he used. And he said, um, as a refugee that he the, he, he the government had given him something and his family were somewhere and he needed some money just to buy food. I did not even think about the fact that if you're actually a refugee um, and the government already know about your situation, they would provide some of the things that you need. He explained that he had little children and everything. I just, I just went into savior mode. I went into save him and I was like, oh, wait for me. I will be right back. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. And I came into my kitchen. I started pulling food, food stuff, food item. And I bagged it up in a bag. Things I know children will love. My, my daughter's cookies, everything. Noodles. I packed everything into this bag and I handed it over to this man. He then said, oh, thank you so much. I, I, I added some spaghetti and, you know, some, you know, something I believe they will they can eat and he said oh we don't have gas and um, uh, that he would need some money to get gas so what i did again i didn't even have cash in the house then i called on to my husband i'm like you know what you need to come downstairs and help this man we need cash to give him cash so i sent my husband to task to you know to a nearby atm machine to go get cash and he came back he got 20 pounds and i handed it over to this man oh god the story no, it's, it's still heartbreaking, but it, it wouldn't change me. I don't let people, I try as much as possible not to let people's behavior be the decision or, or guide to how I treat other people. Um, because, you know, everybody, what happened to you syndrome is out there. It's a matter of what happened to the other person for them to behave that type of way. To quote the long story short, Later in the evening, I went to the bin. It, we, we share in my, we, I, I live in a gated compound where a couple houses share the same kind of, um, like a kind of a bin storage place. So I went there to put the bin. I put the bin out. I took the bin out. And right there was the bag of food items I gave to this man. He had dumped it there. He obviously cooked up a story and fortunately for him, he told a story that I relate with and I just 
went into saving. All he probably needed was that money. But he couldn't even say it that the money was what he needed. But he dumped it, it just it just was it made me feel really bad because it was lockdown. And you know, you know, the with lockdown at the time, you you couldn't really there's some food items you couldn't really get a store. And I'd packed, I'd emptied my own house or pantry of some food items and handed it to this man that had just gone to drop it on the floor in the garbage room. It was really, yeah, it made me really sad. But again, like I was saying, it is common for people who have experienced trauma, pain, or difficulties in their lives to be empathetic and compassionate towards others who are going through similar experiences. Now, that was my own reaction to that because of where I'm coming from. Now, the ability for us to do that helps us create a sense of understanding and connection between the broken person and the person that we're trying to help. And this can be a powerful tool for healing for us as well. So, we can be broken. We might have been broken in the past and now we are working really hard to be healed. But the selfless act of being able to help other people in either similar situation or going through their own downtime is another healing for us. It helps us feel, it feels a certain type of void in our own lives as well. So I pride myself in the ability to impact lives, to help transform someone's home and life. I remember there was this couple I helped one year the missus was the first one I helped secure a job. She was, before then, she was in a dead-end job. They had kids, and they could still couldn't meet up financially. Eventually, she got a first job, and her first job was paying her something in the, I think, 70s. And then her husband as well came. I prepared him for interview, and he got a really good job. I think around the 70s or 80s as well. Their life changed. Within two months, they changed their car. They were using this very small car that wasn't even enough for a family. They changed their car. The joy in the woman's voice when she called me telling me, oh my goodness, Esther, we bought a new car. And now they're planning to travel. No, that's, that's just it. That's it. It's not about the success story alone, but the ways whatever I do out there impacts life. However, as broken people looking to heal or using the lessons learned to teach other people, it's very important for broken people to work on their own healing and well-being as well. I am constantly, daily, weekly, hourly, monthly working on my own healing. I don't know if I've mentioned it once on this podcast or maybe a hundred times. I'm a book lover. I don't just read book. I read paradigm shift books books written by healed people from their perspective and from the perspective of other broken people that are now healed so trust me one way or the other i am pulling my own healing from the strengths of those healed broken people but it's important for broken people too work on their own healing and well-being before trying to help others. 
If someone is still struggling with their own trauma or pain, they may not have the emotional capacity or stability to provide effective support to someone else. Please note that. So don't quote me and say, I'm broken and I'm healing people. Trust me, I am putting a lot of effort and I am, I am, I'm, I'm getting there. Now, I'm not talking about healing from the trauma I went through as a teenager, as an early, uh, um, as, an, as, an, as a young adult or things like that. But, you know, as close as two years ago, three years ago, those are the things I'm talking about. But where I'm standing today, I'm not 100% there, but I'm far from where I'm coming from. I'm far from the emotional devastation of where I am coming from, where I was in 2021. Okay? So the type of healing that is needed may require professional expertise or training, depending on whatever it is that you're going through. And in such cases, broken people may sometimes need to refer the person that they're trying to help to a qualified therapist or counselor. Sometimes it's required. Sometimes you can't do it all. So identify where your strength stops. Where the cap, the invisible cap appears. And don't try and overdo it because while you're trying to bring someone out of their own pit, you might end up falling into the pit with them. Okay? So, above all, to round this up today, broken people, sisters, misters, can certainly help others heal. But also very important for them to prioritize their own healing and well-being first and approach any situation they come across with empathy, understanding, and appropriate boundaries. It's still not for my village people, guys. Don't be a village people and think, oh, Esther did say she was broken. Can she heal us? Yeah. Check me out on Google. Check my reviews. Check what clients are talking about me or what they're saying about me. And how I don't really advertise, but word of mouth works for me. And I'm using this opportunity to say a big thank you to all my coaching lovers out there all those that spread the word for my business and are helping me grow because you guys are keeping me in business you're putting bread and butter on my table and may god bless you all thank you and have a great day bye for now